The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen up. Good. Sorry about that. Well, it's okay. I'm relaxing. It's Canada Day. Okay, good. It's our nation's birthday tomorrow, so I was just having a couple of beverages on the deck anyways. So do you have two uh, Labatt's? Or, uh... Actually, I, uh, I'm i drinking uh, Guatemalan dark rum. Oh. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm not a beer drinker, surprisingly for a Canadian, I'm sure, but oh. my, uh, <laughs> my my stomach doesn't do very well with it. Leave it at that. Oh, is is it like a uh, gluten issue or I'm not I'm not sure. I, I don't I don't drink I don't eat a lot of bread and I avoid pastas and stuff like that and I might be slightly lactose intolerant. Oh. I think I'm just an aging girl gym fan. Oh. <laughs> uh, as are we all, except for those weird <laughs> yeah. youngins. Yeah, that's right. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 9 of the Better Band Podcast, an all-encompassing trip through the Pearl Jam catalog. I'm your host, Brandon Polomo. Each episode, my guests and I go track by track through every album, soundtrack, and single to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Yes, we're back today to talk rats. This is Brandon, your host, talking with Monty Gillard. How's it going, Monty? Awesome, Brandon. How are you? I am doing well. And rats, eh? Those little furry guys. Did you ever have rats as pets or any other uh, rodents? No, no, no. Wasn't a rodent pet guy, but I grew up in the country. So it's probably more likely to be able with grandpa shooting gophers and stuff because <laughs> you know what I mean. So they, they were, uh, and you weren't a uh, a reptile guy who viewed the uh, the mice as more feed for uh, uh, snakes or something. Yeah, I was always a furry pet animal. Yeah, cats, dogs. That's my that's up that's up my alley. Yeah, my my brothers and I got hamsters when we were uh, when we were young. Probably I was in my young teens. I think maybe about the time that. Was listening to Pearl Jam, but uh, went to the pet store, got a hamster, and so got the cage for it, little uh, kind of tubes and stuff for it. And then my brother was like, "Oh, I want a hamster too!" And so then he got a hamster as well. And both the hamsters we got were females, and they were both pregnant, unbeknownst to us. <laughs> so we started with two hamsters, and then it soon became probably around fifteen or so. Yikes. Sure, that made the parents happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was talking to my mom a little bit ago, and she says, we were pissed. And we went to the pet store, and it's like, um, we keep them separated from males to females, so uh, it couldn't have been us. Yeah, us with two female hamsters somehow. Immaculate conception. Yes. <laughs> there was hamster Jesus in there somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, let's, 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 let's focus back around on this... Uh, on this funky bass groove we got going, courtesy of uh, Jeff Ament and uh, Eddie Vedder. Of course, uh, Jeff kind of did most of the music, but everybody gets credit on these uh, middle album songs, early album songs. What, what what do you make of this of this song? Do you think it's a good um, album track? Does it stand out? Does it need more love than it usually gets? Well, I think it needs more love than it usually gets. 
and I but I have several reasons for it. Like I remember when the album came out, I had just gone to my first year of college. So I was 18, probably still 18. <clears throat> I went down to the record store, bought the CD, along with a couple others. I was trying to remember like what the other two albums were I bought, but I just had all my student loans. Mm-hmm. So we'll blow it, we'll blow it on music, right? <laughs> and uh, I remember, but it was Pearl Jam I wanted to hear, of course, so I, first. So I went home and I plugged it in and I was renting this basement suite as a college freshman and I'm listening to the album. And, the, you know, the immediate ones jump out. You're like, wow, oh, that's awesome. It's great. And then you're, you're making your way through the album. And I remember the first time I heard the bass line start. sort of evil sarcastic lyrics and i said wow that's pretty interesting like i was that was my first thought and then just li- you're listening to the song and, and of course you don't didn't have the lyrics i don't remember having the lyrics but i was trying to listen to what eddie was saying and then my first thought was oh he's saying that you know we're no better than rats right like we're all, we're all just rats in a rat race and i kind of agreed with that i mean i always pushed against that as a young person. I didn't want to keep up with the Joneses. I didn't care about what car I had. I didn't care about how mm-hmm. big my house was and all that stuff that was big in the eighties. Everybody was trying to keep up with the Joneses. Even up here in Canada, there was a lot of that. So but anyways, that was my first reaction to it and it stuck out with me. And as I listened to the album more and more, I liked it more and more. I really did. It's definitely, I think a, uh, a grower right Listening to it like the first one or two times or something uh, right in between Rearview Mirror and Elderly Woman, it definitely seems out of place. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it's like, okay, cool. You got like a rocking song and then you got this weird kind of bass heavy, weird thing going on talking about rats. And then you go into Elderly Woman where it's, you know, acoustic-ish sort of, but just like a a pop-ish sort of song and it doesn't it it just seems kind of of weird and easy to be just forgotten and pushed aside but i've always liked that kind of thing eh? like i've always liked the song that just doesn't belong and try to figure it out it's like when you listen to kid a by radiohead the song national anthem doesn't Mm -hmm. make a lot of sense in that album but it's probably the standalone best track on the album yeah but but it's bass heavy and I've I, I've always kind of been drawn to bass heavy songs, and I don't play bass. I have no musical talent whatsoever. But um, I'm a you know I love Les Claypool, I love Rush, Primus, all that stuff where the bass can shine a little more. But mm-hmm. in Pearl Jam, he has a few chances to shine like that, and so I'm drawn to it. Yeah, the uh, in the in the CD it does have lyrics in the uh, in the book. Yeah, I probably did. I just couldn't I couldn't yeah. remember that. It's a long time ago. <laughs> it's all that rum. <laughs> it's gonna be that rum, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, the uh they cut a demo for it in the same session that they were working with Brennan O'Brien for the first time and uh did their sonic reducer from their first uh uh or second Christmas single. That's a great cover. That's awesome. And this was also one of the uh the versus tracks they debuted at the Slims show in San Francisco that I've talked about. That's right. First time they played it. And and I saw somebody say that a common misheard lyric is uh, 
instead of lick the dirt off the larger one's feet, which, you know, if, if, if you look at the lyrics, you can make that out, is uh, lick the dirt off Elijah Wan's feet. As in Hakeem Elijah Wan. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. I don't know if it's just that one guy or if that's a, a common, like, 45 versions of a pelican misheard lyric. I'm not sure I believe that, but okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I like their basketball, so, I mean, well, it wouldn't surprise yeah. me. Subliminally, that uh, was permeating that person's mind. Like suicidal tendencies. They're fucking with me subliminally. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it just doesn't make sense to the rest of the song unless there's a basketball reference in there I'm, I'm missing. Mm, no. No, there's not. <laughs> but I don't think so. No, there's not. Yeah, this is, a, um, I think, probably a, a direct influence from them playing with the De- Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, for sure. It's so much better of a Chili's-inspired track than Dirty Frank. I mean, anybody yeah. anybody can argue with me. I know there's Pearl Jam junkies out there that love Dirty Frank. It's like one of five Pearl Jam songs I can't stand. <laughs> I hate it. Right, And I know it was just a joke and everything, but... I, I will turn the channel. That's one of those songs where I'll go off 22 if it's playing. Go listen to something else. But it's definitely, you can definitely hear there's a bit of flea influence on Jeff. And like, why not? I mean, he's, flea's mm-hmm. awesome. Let's see. There's, at the end of the track, <laughs> there is a, at least nowadays, in the current uh, current things being brought to light and everything, a, a capital P problematic uh, sort of lyric uh, uh, reference going on, at least uh, as, as far as I see it, with the Michael Jackson, Ben. Yeah. some hunting on that because i looked at the lyrics in preparation for this just to make sure i remember exactly where they were and that song meanings website there's some people that say that's a reference to that movie willard because he did the song for it right uh willard uh ben was the, the sequel to willard oh, the sequel okay yeah that michael jackson did the uh or yeah he did the uh, the theme the main theme song or whatever for it writing these lyrics and he knew something that no i think i think that is just you know he's singing about you know rats and then there's this movie from when he was younger that had you know a rat named ben and uh, my my youngest uh, brother's name is ben and my dad would always he would call him a, a little rat or something like that sometimes yeah. it's like oh michael jackson wrote a song about you <laughs> what not getting it see i don't remember the michael jackson song i didn't bother to listen to it i'm not a michael jackson guy so yeah, I think that um, they'd say, oh, yeah, I listened to Michael Jackson when they were younger and stuff. And Eddie had a bunch of uh, his parents fostered a bunch of kids who uh, who were real into Michael Jackson and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's kind of where I got it from. Oh, OK. Yeah. And so I'm pretty sure that I, I, I don't know. 
I don't know if they've played this song recently or if they've kind of mentioned or had. Well, recent recently, I'm not sure how recently they've played it. They played it the second show. I think, yes, they did. They played it the second Seattle show mm-hmm. uh, at Safeco, which I was there for that. They also played it in Calgary in 2013. They've actually played it in Calgary the last three times they've been here. Oh, really? Go figure. Out of 60 times total played Calgary three times. But you know why that is, right? Wait, what was that again? Say that again. You know why they play that song here in Calgary? Because um... Alberta is rat-free. Oh, really? We are rat-free. That's correct. Well, the Norway rat specifically, the one that causes all the oh. problems. There's a long history of it. You know, They came over with the Europeans in the late 1700s, and they started making their way west with people because Norway rats... They need people. Mm-hmm. They live in our houses. They they live in that whole thing. They're not natural to North America. Of course, we brought them here. And so when they started to make their way across the Alberta border, they were discovered coming from the east in Saskatchewan. That's the province next door. And it's just prairie. There's nothing to stop them. So the seven border communities, the Alberta government combined with those municipalities, instituted a program to kill them rat control, which still goes on to this day. We do not have those rats in this province. And if you looked at a map of North America, Mm -hmm. the rat map, Alberta is blank. We still don't have them. Wow. That's right. So Eddie in 2013 was on stage and he's like, this one goes out to rat-free Alberta, Canada. (laughs) Starts chuckling and then plays the song. Uh, Here's to to rat-free Alberta, Canada. He was in a good mood that night. He, that's when he did uh, Mr. Plow by, by Homer Simpson because it snowed. There was the blizzard of 2013 <laughs> that night. So We just want to toast all the, the, the snow plows and everything that, everyone that made it possible. Uh, the guys who put the salt on the roads. You know, if, 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 if you had a problem and, and you needed Seattle's help and you needed all of Seattle's snowplows to come up and, and, and join in and be, you know, jo- join the... We have two of them. We have... The Seattle snowplow armada is two snowplows big. Um, Mr. Plow, that's my name. That name again is Mr. Plow. But yeah, he, uh, that's, that's a true story. So it's kind of neat that Eddie knows that history about rat-free Alberta, Canada, which also got into, we used to joke about that, that you would never get busted for your weed or anything in Alberta because we're rat-free here. <laughs> you know, so it took on a whole another life of its own. But you can actually look, if you're curious, it's an easy Google find about the history of rat free. And it's, it's an ongoing battle against those rats that we've kept out of the province. Awesome. Our government website actually has the most information. On <laughs> We're quite proud of this, obviously. So in your opinion, in your opinion, like with the, the lyrics of the song, cause I've always, I don't talk about this with many people. Mm-hmm. Most people find my Pearl Jam mania a bit disturbing more than anything else. But that's their <laughs> problem either. But I really, the older I got, the more I thought the lyrics were more sarcastic than I even thought previously. Like, he was shot to sudden fame, and I, 
I wonder if this it's a shot at, like his lyrics are a shot across the bow at certain people, maybe record executives and and, and the like. Mm-hmm. You know, I just can't get inside his head, and he might hmm. not even remember now. It's hard to say. Yeah, I think it was just you know sort of we consider you know these things vermin, and we're so much better than them, but we don't do all this stuff that you know we're not they do or don't do or whatever it's 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 we you know we're the ones that are destroying the planet we're the ones that are you know murder each other just to you know just for some money which is you know a completely made up construct and you know don't say we're better than other people just because of the color of our skin or yeah it's true because where we come from or whatever and rats just run around and poop and fuck. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jeff Amen baseline dudes really get him on social commentary because like WMA is another yeah, example yeah. of a bass song, and then Eddie can sort of it must it must get something going inside of him. I mean, he's political as it is, and that's fine. But the things he sings about are uh, pretty important if you stop and have a listen for a bit. Yeah, I think you know when you can feel the bass as much as hear it, you know, especially when it's up real loud and stuff. And so, yeah. you know, you, you, you start stirring stuff up. You start, it starts uh, loosening everything up inside you and you, you let it out and you're just like, Hey, yeah, yeah. What's this going on? What's going on? And you just, you can't help it. You got to let it out. I know everybody in the uh, standing room only there where all the club members were at the Seattle second show, everybody, when, they, when rats started it, everybody, got pretty excited yeah i think it's it's definitely one of those lesser it, it's it's a definitely a deep cut i think for fans who are just like okay yeah we know the you know probably 15 ish songs that they're gonna play that they always play and something else comes along that's not in that it's like oh yeah you know it's something that pretty much everybody knows but oh, it's, it's not cut. like they play it all the time well there's no doubt of that, because I've seen 13 shows, and I've been lucky enough to see the song three times. Go figure. Oh, really? Yeah. It's only been played 60, and it's been around for a long time, 25, 26 years. Let me see if I've seen it. Check out my stat tracker. Oh, yes, I have seen it once. Vegas, 2006. Hey, now. Perfect. Oh, woman, little sister. Oh yeah, <laughs> that show. I think it's the show I talked about uh, on uh, Live on Two Legs or Live on Four Legs. I guess uh, back, well, back to the Michael Jackson thing. If you had the uh, the third dissident single that had the um, the Fox Theater show bootleg, like right at the end of Rats, he says uh, Michael Jackson is innocent. Michael Jackson was innocent. Oh. Yes, and then uh, and then they kind of add a little bit well, of um, imagine that of Satan's bed in there too before they uh, before it was even released before Vitology came out and on the single they skip and then they 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 play Satan's bed they're like ah we don't really know this song but you know what the hell and they play it and on the single they skip it and go right to once and so you have to have uh, the real the full bootleg if you if you i guess if you listen to the uh the concert on the radio you got the whole thing and you can hear satan's bed before it comes out before it came out that's a great song 
Maybe they'll play live again and I'll see that song. <laughs> <laughs> we're all we're all hoping. We all got our fingers crossed. Who knows what's going to yeah. happen by the time this comes out? Probably the same things that's happened since the, I first started putting these out. <laughs> I, I wonder if this song or maybe like the end is going to change or get cut out if they play it again. Hmm. That's an interesting thought, perhaps. Or if it'll be like, I don't know, separating the art from the artist or being like, he was a little kid when he, uh, when he wrote that song. So he didn't, he wasn't the guy that he became back then. So it's okay. Question mark. Right. Uh, I don't know. I'm not touching that. I'll leave that to the artist. Yeah. <laughs> That's a first they have to start playing again and then they can figure out. I mean, it out. I didn't even know there was a Michael Jackson reference in there until last week. Oh, like really? I didn't I oh, never okay. put two and two together. I never looked that deep into it. Mhm. What did you what did you think it it was then that he just was like, oh, "Okay, I don't know, singing about some guy named Ben." <laughs> Well, I don't remember ever knowing that the lyrics were banned, to be honest with you. Oh, really? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know. What did you think he was saying? Or was it just, you thought it was like, ah, it's just Eddie mumbling something or other? Well, that's what I'm trying to think of. Like, what did I think he said there? Because now that I know, it's hard for me to remember. I thought it was something about the two of us need not work no more, I think is what I thought he was saying. Huh. But I didn't I didn't know that it was Ben. I thought it was one of his... Yarls? You know, yeah, an Eddie Yarl. I, I think that's what I thought. The two of us need work no more or something like that because I assumed rats are hard workers. And so he was saying if we all get together, we don't need to work as one so much. I think that's what I thought. So, you know, the nice thing about lyrics is you can make it your own. Mm -hmm. So it never struck me as something I should really deeply look into. But now that I know this, that this is like some... Michael Jackson song from a movie that I've never seen. <laughs> I could have to go watch the movie now, obviously. I have to watch Willard first, <laughs> and now i got to watch this one second. Hopefully they're good. <laughs> oh, I don't know. From the 70s, it's a, it's a toss of the dice there. Yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> Lyrically, you kind of... You know, at, at the end, you know, they don't compare, which could be like, oh, yeah, they don't compare themselves to each other or, you know, they don't compare to us because they're better or whatever, uh, taking in the conceit of the song. But, uh, yeah, it's just a sort of as people we stuck. <laughs> well, that part of this, that part of the song, I thought, you know, because the preceding verse so they don't scurry when something bigger comes their way, don't pack themselves together and run as one, don't shit where mm -hmm. they're not supposed to. Don't take what's not theirs. They don't compare. It was just comparing us. We do all that. Yeah. Right. So they're better. And so I thought maybe in my mind, the lyrics were, you don't need to work no more. We just look at rats and we'll do it that way. <laughs> yeah. Huh. You know, maybe that's, and, and once again, it's a long time since I really, I mean, I was 19 or 18 years old. So we're talking 26, 27 years ago where I was sitting around trying to figure out what these lyrics meant. As I'm an older Pearl Jam fan, it's more of a fun song to me. It's really fun yeah. live. I love the bass. Not all song lyrics are relevant 30 years later. Some are. Maybe this one's more relevant than I thought. I, I think as we as we progress, we look back at these lyrics and we're like, you know what? This still uh, means something. This still resonates, huh? What? We haven't really progressed all that far in, you know, 25, 30 years. 
well with this populist world we're all in it's regressing i mean yeah. like just the lyric don't oppress and equals given rights starve the poor so they can be well fed right yeah that that's what everybody worries about we got to keep all these immigrants out of here and believe me there's some of this rhetoric up here in canada we're not immune to this bullshit and i i I was like, this whole country, this whole, this whole continent was built on people trying to get away from oppressors. Yeah. Right? In England and the rest of Europe, and we went here and stole a bunch of land from the people that were here first, who they stole it from the animals when they first spread out and crossed the Bering Sea, you know, when it was a on a land bridge, and all of this stuff is is fine i mean that's how we all got here but I, I just have a real problem with how far we're supposed to have come and we all sit around and say like i gotta protect this now it's mine you can't just move here peacefully and try to have a better life and it's just it's a big fuck you yeah. to all those people that think that way personally i don't have time for it when people start talking that shit around here i'll just walk away from it like i'm not i'm not even gonna try to and it's not very common but you know there are some there's some Trump supporters up here. It, 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 shock, it shocks me out the hell. They like him. Not many, but there's some. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know what? I want to start paying for my health care. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's, I, honestly, I think it has a lot to do with you know, xenophobia, racism. Yeah. Everybody gets scared. Yeah. They're going to take away all That's your shit. That's not very Canadian know. of them. Just, I know that. I know that much. <laughs> no. Well, it's, this, it's just not very human of them, right? I mean, there's a lot of great Americans that, are, that yeah. don't think this way either, right? And I know that. But it's uh, it's the political battle of it all. And, you know, when you look at the political map of the United States, it's not much different from Canada. The big cities are very liberal, and and the rural area is very conservative, which doesn't make a lot of sense in that, you know, it, to me, it just doesn't make a lot of sense from a historical aspect. The very rich and the ones that are they want to protect all their stuff, you think they would be in cities. They'd be Republicans or conservatives here in Canada, but they're not. So it's it's kind of a it's it's a bit of a mind fuck to me. I think if you're you know if you're around a bunch of people all the time, and chances are there's going to be a lot of different people when there's when you get enough of them together because in order to get a huge number of people, there's got to be different kinds of people. And when you're around different people, you realize, Hey, you know what we got, if we're all locked away and all fighting with each other, then we're not going to get anywhere. And we're going to end up just making a mess of everything. Whereas if you're separate from everybody, it's easier to have that sort of mindset because you're like, Huh, all I got is me and all I have to worry about is me. I don't have to worry about, you know, if somebody else is starving somewhere or, you know, if they need work or something or if they're living around violence and, you know, don't have any food. I don't have to worry about that at all because I'm out here. But it's even deeper than that. Like the, the hardcore Montanans and Idahoans and all this up in the Northwest, the Californians are selling and moving up there and they don't like that. Mm -hmm. it's, an, it's an American. It's Californian, and you don't like them living in your state? <laughs> this makes no sense to me at all. This makes no sense. Well, they're bringing those California values with them. Yeah, maybe that's it. Electric yeah. cars and all that bullshit. Yeah. Those uh, <laughs> not really all that enthusiastic with guns and not white supremacists yeah. <laughs> like a lot of those people living uh, out there are. Yeah. 
Well, not a lot of them. I won't say that, but you you know who they are, the people out there. Once you get out of the mountain areas of Montana and it starts flattening out and you end up in Great Falls and stuff, she's pretty redneck, man. Like where, why Jeff wanted to leave. Yeah. I mean, where, where he grew up, but I've been to Big Sandy. I, no doubt in my mind he wanted to get the hell out of there. I thought I lived in some shitholes as a kid. Holy moly. Yeah, it's it's like that too in uh in Northern California and stuff. As you get away from uh from like San Francisco and everything out of outside of uh Sacramento and stuff, there's people like, ah, you know, we're not like them. We wanna we wanna be our own state even. There's people who wanna <laughs> secede from California. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, sure, if you think you can uh do that. Uh, we've had some separation talk here. Alberta should separate because of all of our oil and the rest of the country won't let us build pipelines and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, because pipelines are totally safe. They may never spill or uh, anything. I agree with the argument that it's safer than by train because we've had some pretty horrible things happen with train accidents up here. Like many people died when a train full of oil was crashed into a city in Quebec breaks went loose so i i will agree with that and the spills into rivers and things we've had a lot of that stuff when you're putting oil so is it perfect no no but i'm just tired of all the whining by the time you build a pipeline now it's probably too late anyways the way things change now in my lifetime it, it, it won't be long before oil is an afterthought yeah is it is it real oil drilling or is it like tar sands sort of stuff yeah i used to work up there in the oil sands eh? Uh, I did a decade up there, actually. That's that's really what we want to move, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's what the that's what the thing is. And there's a political aspect to everything because all of our pipelines go straight down to the United States, and the United States would like to keep it that way because they pay less mm-hmm. for it. What what the argument is is we need to get it to tidewater so we can sell it to Korea and Japan and countries that don't have oil of their own, and they have another option. Of course, the Saudis and all that don't want that mm-hmm. because then we're battling with them yeah. and the Saudis are in the U.S. back pocket. So as you can see, it's a geopolitical storm. And I agree that all that happens. I have no doubt about it. But uh, yeah, there's a, a lot of the anti-pipeline stuff up here. Brennan is actually funded by U.S. people who want to make sure that our oil only goes there. Oh. It's true. Very, very, very deep pocket people. And then... Well, I don't think, you know, like in the time that U.S. Uh, Canadian pipelines have been fought against, the U.S. has built thousands and thousands of pipelines and nobody said who. So there is that aspect. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I think we as Canada, we should be better. Let's, let's be number one. That's my argument. It's like, yeah. we can be better. Let's do it. We could provide the world with electricity if we could just put our yeah. brains together. We have lots of, lots of resources. We could sell electricity to the United States. No problem. We actually do. Now, I know Quebec sells a lot to New York. So there's other options. Yeah. We just need to you know, worry about more than just ourselves. Yeah, need to be more like rats. Bringing it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be more like rats. Yeah. Was there, uh, do we got anything else we need to hit on with the song that uh super important? No, I, I think you got lots of there. I think it's, I think it's awesome. I think it's, I think it's a great album. Uh, I have friends who played bass who just love to play rats mm-hmm. and go. And these guys were more metalheads and everything, but they're just like, those are great bass lines. Yeah. So when you had the list out of songs to pick from, partly it was to educate everybody about Rat Free Alberta, Canada. The fact that I love the bass in that song and I love 
the change in lyrical style of Eddie, which started to show mm-hmm. his range that he mm-hmm. could sing in a different tone, you know, like just the way he came in there. It was, I was like, oh, that's pretty, that's pretty cool, man. I like the sarcasm and the slight evilness in the way he sings it. Yeah. Kind of, uh, I don't know, the demon Eddie or something. Yeah. 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 Well, th- thanks for, e- thanks for educating us all today. This is, it's super awesome. You're not going to get that from the other Pearl Jam podcasts. Boom. In your face. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. Maybe not. No. We're all friends. That's right. Well, uh, is there, do you have any, uh, anything to get out there? Stuff that uh, people should check out? Even, even not your stuff. Just good stuff out there. Like, uh, like, like rum or something. <laughs> yes, you should. Everybody should buy uh, Zacapa Guatemalan rum. Uh, been to Guatemala twice. Zacapa 23 is awesome over ice. We're celebrating Canada Day tomorrow. It's our nation's birthday. I forget what year it is. I'm not great at math, but 1867 was the first one. So it's 152. We're a young country, of course. But uh, I'm enjoying a couple of Guatemalan rums today. And the only thing I would suggest anybody look into, if you want to learn how to solve all of your world's problems, your own little world, just look up latent cause analysis. That's from me to you. That's my gift to you. It's the hidden lurking issues that cause problems in your daily life. And how if you don't take care of the little things, it's harbingers of problems in the future. Hey, now, get in there, in your brains. Get in there. Yeah. Thanks for coming back, Monty. Thanks, Brad. It was awesome. The Better Brand Podcast is produced by ListenUpReno.com and Brandon Palomo and published using a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email listenupreno at gmail.com for more details. All music played is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from shoutengine.com slash the Better Band Podcast using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at ListenUpReno. I am also on Twitter at Brandon P at B-R-A-N-D-E-N-P. If you would like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to betterbandpod at gmail.com or send any insights and stories you'd like to share, and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest, Monty, and as always, this is Brandon saying, Marge, you're as smart as Princess Leia and as smart as Yoda.